Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Joining us now, Greg Beecham, who covers the L.A. Rams for the Associated Press. Greg, welcome to the show. Hey, Mike. Hey, dudes. Thanks for having me. So... We've been talking, I guess, give us the, the latest as you can on whatever San Francisco's health situation is. Uh, the most recent reports we've had is that they could be down a little bit in the secondary, which could be a big key to this game, obviously. I mean, given the, the Rams passing offense and the fact that the Niners need every available body just to slow down Cooper Cup and those guys. We won't know for sure until we get to the game. Uh Kyle Shanahan, again, was asked who his starting quarterback would be. He, again, declined to say whether it will be Jimmy G or, uh, or Trey Lance, the rookie. Uh, either way, I, I, think, uh, I think the Niners have a game plan and a way of playing the Rams that makes the individual injuries and matchups a little irrelevant because it comes down to something that's clearly bigger than players here and there because the Rams got all the talent in the world, but they just cannot beat those Niners. Not even – and the time of possession in the most recent games is so – wacky lopsided uh, for San Francisco. I mean, you can't win if you don't have the football. And so it's just, you're right, they seem, San Fran seems to have the the uh, the equation when they play the Rams. It's one of those things where you are, you know your friend and you know him and you know what he's going to do and you still can't do something about it. Kyle Shanahan and Sean McVay coached on the Washington coaching staff for four years together. Kyle was basically Sean's boss. Uh, they became head coaches four weeks apart in 2017. Sean did pretty well at the start when uh, when the Niners were still getting their roster together. And in the last three years, it's been one of those things, like when you play poker with your buddies and you, you end up head-to-head against one of your buddies and he wins five or six hands in a row. Like, oh, it's fun and it's all good times, but, man, it's, it's not that much fun after a while and you start wondering, uh, you know, <laughs> what's going to happen here. Sean, Sean has been very uh, abrupt and short about it this week, which is not his way at all. He, he's a guy who generally will never use five words when 20 words will do. And he uh, has, has been, he's been asked every which way about why he can't beat Kyle over the last three years. And all he says is we have to play better three hours on the game day. We have to, we have to execute better. We have to run things better. He gives us cliches that he knows are cliches, but he just doesn't want to get into it in any depth because you can tell it frustrates him, the fact that he cannot figure out how to get over on, on his buddy Kyle. When you look at the, uh, the 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 Rams roster, you know we were looking at some of the guys uh, that are available. I mean, it looks like a pretty healthy team. And then I got to ask you about Cam Akers and his ability to be able to come back from that Achilles uh, injury that fast. How big of an impact do you think he will have? Deuce, can you believe he's coming back from a torn Achilles that he tore in late July? No, I cannot. Not not. Deuce I mean, said that, the same exact thing about an hour ago. That, Could not believe. I, it. I cannot oh. believe it. It's unbelievable. It defies description. I mean, it helps to be 21, I suppose. But uh, but still, it, it's it's something that, that only the greatest athletes in the world have been able to do. And that, even that, you know, all the work in the world, you have to get some, you have to get some luck and you have to be a, a quick healer like that. Sean McVay was comparing it to some Russian gymnast last year who came back five months after tearing an Achilles and 
Cam's right behind that. He will make an impact on this game. How much that is 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 to be seen. He probably won't get more than a couple three series. But the thing is, the Rams don't necessarily need him to do a lot right now because Sony Michelle is running about as well as any back in the NFL over the last five weeks. He's got 497 yards. He's scored a few touchdowns. And more importantly, he's a guy who runs really well in the style that the Rams need for their offense. They've had Daryl Henderson as their primary back most of the year. He's injured now, but he's less of a runner after contact. He's less of a bully runner than, than Sony Michelle is. And Sony's doing a great job. So Cam can come in, give them that change of pace. We'll see how much he can do. If he can't do much, that's really not a huge deal for the Rams as long as Sony is healthy because Sony has, has proved over the, last, over the last month and a half that he is very much a, a number one running back. Yeah, and I thought he was a number one money back, you know, obviously coming out of Georgia, even in New England, just didn't mesh yep. well with him and and everything. And here's here's how funny it is when you talk about Cam being 21. I heard about Cam Akers when he was in seventh and eighth grade at Clinton, Mississippi. I mean, and so that that's how know that how long that I've known about Cam Akers, and the same thing with Daryl Henderson. I mean, uh, he's right there from uh, uh, South Panola, Mississippi, uh, Batesville, Mississippi. Right. Played at Memphis, and you know, uh, he was always a speed guy, always a mm-hmm. speed guy, mm-hmm. and that's the one thing that he he has top end speed. But I mean, when you talk about different running style, then yes, that's what Sony uh, Michelle definitely has has uh, you know exactly what. Um, exactly what he can do and so you know I, I guess the biggest question and this is what we felt and I, I know you guys have probably seen it Matt Stafford which Matt mm-hmm. Stafford shows up <laughs> is, is the question more so than coach McVay you know being able to beat uh his old coaching buddy you know I think it, it, it comes down which Matt Stafford shows up that is the $109 million question, absolutely, because the common theme in all of these losses to the Niners, whether it was Jared Goff behind center or Matthew Stafford, is the turnover battle, and the, the Rams have lost it early and consistently against these guys. And then Matthew's play over the last month and a half does not give you a lot of confidence because while he's made a bunch of great throws, and he is clearly, to me, a top-10 quarterback in this league, he also has had an increase of mistakes, like you said, and just, just lapses in judgment that don't befit a 13-year veteran over and over again, week after week. Because anything, you know, once in a while, it's it's, it's understandable. It's a, it's a risk-taking position. But over and over again, with the three-interception game last week, with everything that's going on, it, it gives you definite pause because the Rams bet a lot on Matthew Stafford being the guy who could make that difference because they were already a good team when they went and got him and gave up two first-round picks. They need him to come into this kind of game and this kind of stage with the chance to clinch a division and be one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL and not make those turnovers. He has not proven in the last month that he can be that guy consistently because if you do, if you make if you make 35 great throws, that's great. But if you make three interceptions, it's it's, it's a problem that you can't overcome with those other 35 sometimes. So they got to make sure that's the guy who comes in. And I think part of that can be addressed in terms of game plan calling and putting him in a position to succeed. But I think Sean already does a good job of that. The question is whether Stafford can go out and execute it. And so far, the jury is definitely still out. Yeah, he's had more in his last three games. He's thrown six picks and five touchdowns, and they're they're winning despite him, you know, kind of right now, which is not exactly what you want. But five straight for really the Niners in beating the Rams, but also five straight in just victories for the Rams. When you look at that streak, and I was looking at one note, that the defense during that streak has allowed just 16.4 points. So, I mean, if you want, you're looking for an indicator, I would assume that this defense is really starting to kind of come together in this streak. 
this defense is really coming on strong. It's their third coordinator in three years, and I think it was understandable that there would be a bit of adjustment early in this season because they lost four starters and basically did not replace them. They basically said, we're going to do this internally. We're going to promote guys from within. We can't afford to go out and go get somebody to replace Michael Brockers. We can't afford to go get somebody to replace, you know, lost two key defensive backs, John Johnson and Troy Hill. They promoted from within. And while there have been weaknesses and they've had some poor games, down the stretch, like you said, they have been picking up speed. And a lot of that is down to an old 99 there on the front line. Aaron Donald had a bit of a slow start to the season just in terms of production. He always impacts the game multiple times a game every single week. But now his production is coming up. His, his, his element of, of drawing attention on the line has grown sharply. And he, you can see it in the, both his success in his, his sack numbers picking up and in the success of everybody else around him. Leonard Floyd is having another outstanding season because Aaron Donald takes up a lot of attention and frees up that edge rusher to come in. Vaughn Miller, who started slowly when he came over, had to learn an entirely new defense. Obviously, he's going he's gonna to start slowly. He's picking it up. He's getting more pressure on the quarterback. He's starting to look like 2015 Vaughn Miller on snaps occasionally, not the full game. But just overall, everything that's happening is, is revolving around Aaron Donald, who is – only getting stronger as the season goes on. It's really impressive to see. And then on the back end, you've got Jalen Ramsey, who's having an outstanding season, one of the best defensive backs in the NFL this year. They ask him to do so much, so many different roles, to fill in at spots, different different plays during every series, and he's really come through. So their stars are the ones who are stepping up, and this defense is, is really picking up speed downhill. But now they're hitting the 49ers, who always seem to have one, one better idea than they do. Do... I've not been to a game uh, with with LA fans, and I know they catch a lot of grief. But do do you get a sense that the the LA fans grasp the importance of this game? That this is a the difference of possibly being a two seed or being on the road. I mean, do you uh, like, we need them on Sunday <laughs> to come out and be <laughs> loud? I mean, do they understand how important this game is? The Rams draw draw a good crowd. I mean, you can see. You can see visiting fans in the crowd for the Rams, more so for the Chargers. But the fact is, people love to go on vacation to L.A. They love to take a trip to Vegas. They love to take a trip to New Orleans. I mean, visiting fans pick a, pick a city that they love to go to in the warm weather, and, and they buy a ticket on the secondary market, and they go. Having said that, the Rams have had very strong home crowds this year. They always had good crowds at the Coliseum, but that's a hard one to do because it's, it's 90,000 seats and it's open air, and it, it's just not the same. This stadium is, is, is much more of an atmosphere, much more of a stadium atmosphere, and the Rams have really been drawing well this year, and they do have a passionate fan base here. It's obviously going to take time to build. You know this thing is generational. It takes, it takes time to, to build up that, that attention and that, and, that, and that care that fans have to have. But, boy, they, they've had some good crowds this year. It's been really impressive, and I hope they can keep it up. But the, the trouble is the Niners, the Niners always draw well down here constantly. I mean, it's, it's a, it's a five-hour drive from the Bay, and, you know, if you can get a ticket, you can get in. I think it'll be a good bipartisan crowd. The Rams will have fans, and, and it'll, it'll feel like a Rams home, home field advantage, I'm almost certain. But having said that, you know, we'll, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. <laughs> I, I believe when I see it. <laughs> well, it's, uh, it's an important one for us, too. Uh, good no luck. We, we appreciate the time. It's been, been a heck of a year for, for Stafford. We, 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 we try to unjinx people. So we talked a lot about Matt Stafford's pick six situation where he's leading the NFL and he's four away from the overall record of 31. So we feel if we talk about it, we'll unjinx him. So he'll, he'll go out and have a great game because love to see it. That record would have an asterisk anyway because it's a 17-game season. So. <laughs> All right. Uh, Greg, we appreciate it. Good luck on Sunday. And uh, we hope that we're talking to you next week. 
because we're coming to play the Rams. I'd love that. Thanks, Mike. Thanks, Deuce. Appreciate you. Thank you, Greg. Covers the Rams for the Associated Press. Haven't really thought about that. San Francisco, driving down there, pretty easy. We'll see. So, yeah, nothing. Got to take a break. Got about 30 minutes left. Got Ron Hunter coming up to Lane's men's basketball coach. Fans and the pros. Mike Hoss, Deuce McAllister. WWLAMFM.com and the Odyssey app. Spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app.